Hallelujah. With our hearts full of joy, we want to introduce to you that our area head is here in the person of Apostle Daniel Say. Hallelujah. Pastor's voice that the area has wife is also here. Please, yeah, mommy is here. Hallelujah. I want you to quietly just close your eyes and pray this prayer with me that the Lord Himself will speak to your heart this morning. God will speak to you. I am not here to speak, I am here only to tell you what God wants me to tell you. But I need you to pray. The Lord, speak to my heart. Everything in this room, the atmosphere tells me that God is here. This morning, the presence of the Lord is so strong, so powerful. Help us that we'll be able to assimilate what you are telling us as a church and as a body and as an individual. In the name of Jesus, amen. Christ in you. I want to acknowledge once again the area head and the wife. Acknowledge uh, pastor. In fact, it's a great privilege to be speaking on this altar for the first time with the area head seated, pastor seated, the area deacon is seated, all the senior people seated. Hallelujah. Please stretch your hands towards me. Tell God to give me grace. <laughs> I need grace. Amen. And also thank the presiding elder and his team for the opportunity to share the sermon with you this morning. This morning, my assignment is very simple. Repositioning the local church for maximum impact in the nations with the fear of God. So my topic this morning is the fear of God. Can you just whisper to somebody and tell the person the fear of God? A fear of God. We are entreated this year to bring the fear of God into the house of God and into the life of the people of God. So I am not here this morning to talk to you about things that you know. I'm talking to you about things God wants me to tell you. Hallelujah. The fear of God connotes three things. It connotes three things. Number one is love for God. Love for God. Love for God. Number two is deep respect for God. Deep respect for God. I'm not talking about respect. And you should know the way I'm starting, I'm just building, we are going somewhere. Deep respect for God. Number three, reverence for God. And I thank God this morning we dealt with reverence in the house of God. Number two is love for the child of God, respect for the child of God, and reverence for the child of God. Look into somebody's face and tell the person, I am a child of God. 
No, I want you to look into somebody's feet. Look, so far you have not been thinking the person seated by you is a child of God, right? The person is a child of God. Tell the person, I am a child of God. And I want you to understand that in the house of God, there is no grandchild of God. The area head is a child of God. I am a child of God. The wife is a child of God. Area Dikini, all of us are children of God. The way you would treat the area head is the same way you should treat me because me too, I'm a child of God. Praise the Lord. So deep respect for the children of God. Number three, love for the house of God. Respect for the house of God. And reverence for the house of God. As I said this morning, we dealt with reverence for the house of God. I want to make this clear statement so that when I'm firing, you may understand me. I want to say that I am speaking this morning on three capacities or four capacities. I'm speaking, number one, as a child of God. I am a child of God. I have every right to speak for God. I have every right to speak on the matters concerning God and the things of God. I am a child of God. I belong to the house of God. I belong to the kingdom of God. Number one. Number two, I am speaking as a member of the church of Pentecost. A full-fledged member of the church of Pentecost. So I'll be speaking from that angle too. I'm a member of the church. I have never been a member of any other church since I was born again. I am a true and true Pentecostal. Classical Pentecostal. Praise the Lord. I'm a child of God. I am a member of the church of Pentecost. Number two, I am a leader in this house. And three and four, I am also an officer in this house. So these four areas I will speak from. Praise the Lord. And I want all the young people to listen to me. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. The house of God is not a place where they do balloting and trying to argue things out. In the house of God, there is a king. And the worst of the king is the law. Hallelujah. And I want you to sound. I want you to go down to the young people. All the books you are reading matters not. In Christ, there is only one king. And whatever he says is final. This is just introduction. <laughs> I want to also to bring to the attention of the church about, so now I am basically going to speak about three major scriptures and then I'm done. But this is how I put it. I want to bring to your attention three entrenched provisions in the constitution of the kingdom. In every kingdom, there is a constitution. There are rules and regulations. There are laws. There are bylaws. And in the kingdom of God, the constitution is the Bible. Make no mistake. Don't let anybody in Jehovah or in Hindu or Baha or Confucianist tell you anything. I'm telling you as a child of God, in the house of God and in the, in the kingdom of God, the constitution is the Bible. And as a church, the church of Pentecost, we believe in the Bible and no other document. The Bible. So I want to bring to you three major entrenched provisions in the Bible so that you understand that you need to fear God. Tell somebody you need to fear God. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 6 to 18. 
Run with me quickly. I want to run through, then I'll come to verse 10. Verse 6. Forsake. Now check it. You see, I told you that these are entrenched positions. They are non-negotiable. You can't change it. God will not change it because of you. And God is not in the business of changing anything because of somebody. No. You will die. You will go. Somebody will be born and come and live life. God is the same. The Bible said he's the same yesterday. He's the same today. He's the same forever. Young people, listen. God will not bend the rules for you. Forsake foolishness and live. And go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself. And he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer. Lest he hates you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. And so this morning be wise. I want to do something. Give instruction to a wise man and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Give me verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Please say it with me. The fear of the Lord and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Go, go. Run quickly. Run. For by wisdom, your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. Move on quickly. Run. If you are wise, now check it. Check it. Some of you, you in your mind, you are wise. You are so wise. Too wise. If you are wise, you are wise to yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. My brother, move on. A foolish woman or man eh, is glamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on the seat by the highest places of the city. Move on. To call to those who are passing by, who get straight on their way. People are going right. And then she will call them and say, whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him. Check what she says to him. Stolen water is sweet. Can you imagine? How come there are you young people who are stealing waters and you say it's sweet? It's not sweet. Stolen water is sweet. And bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Mm. Secret bread. <laughs> Lord help us. Give me 18. But he does not know that the dead are there in that secret. That help Guests are in the depths of hell. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Take me to verse 10. Quickly, verse 10. Now verse 10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And I want you to understand that this is a very critical article in the constitution. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It is not wisdom. The fear of the Lord is not wisdom. It is the beginning of wisdom. So do the opposite. To the area ahead is here, so 
But do the opposite. If you don't fear God, you are beginning of what? Mama say foolishness. There are many of us who have no respect for God. No respect for the children of God. No respect for the house of God. No respect for the things of God. Beginning of. The fear itself is not wisdom. It is the beginning. That's why the Bible said to your knowledge, add to this, add to this, add. If you lack the fear of God, I can tell you on all authority that all that you are doing is born by foolishness. In your mind, you are smart. It is the beginning of greater things in your life. Immediate, all oh, I think Ariel can share with any time anybody set off with Jesus and begin to walk with him is the beginning of greater things. Praise the Lord. And many of us can attest to that. Some of us were born from nowhere without anything. We lived for nothing. But because we decided to follow Jesus, it is the beginning of greater things. Praise the Lord. We are not dadaing you. We are telling you, and I'm saying that this one, he will not change it because of you. If you want to finish University of Ghana, finish Oklahoma, finish Bradford, finish all the universities and come and sit here and don't respect God, you have begun foolishness. I am firing. Hmm. Respect for God. Respect for God. Respect for the children of God. Some of us come to church and behave as if we are the CEOs of the church. Mabau. Hmm. And some of these young people who have just completed uh, the, uh, the three weeks course in Gimpano. Three weeks in Gimpano. They don't have respect for all of us. Meanwhile, I told you, we are children of God. Be careful how you treat us. Be careful. I don't know you from anywhere. You two don't know me from anywhere. We met in this church, Abby. Somebody brought us. His name is Jesus. Respect me. Praise the Lord. But for Jesus, I might never meet some of you in my life till I die. And because of Jesus, I am not meeting some people. So if I come your way, treat me well. I am the king's son. Stop treating people as if you know them from somewhere. They are God's children. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. By so doing, you fear him. Give me verse 11. Verse 11. Verse 11 says, for by wisdom, your days will be multiplied and years of life will be added to you. If I were to be you today, I would decide that from today, I will begin to respect God. Because by it, your days will be multiplied. God will not change this because of you. He won't. And years will be added to your life. You want long life? Respect God. Respect the children of God. When you come to church, and I want to say this very strongly, when you come to church and you are driving, it doesn't make you better than those of us who are walking. 
Mm. When you see the gentlemen at the door opening the gate, some of them are lawyers. Respect for God. That is why they are there. Then you, I don't know your certificate, Krapo. You, they open the door for you and you chuckle. And you go. Mm. When you see people in, in the reflector, there at the car park, parking cars. Some of them are bankers. Some of them are husbands with two, three, four children. And nowadays to be a husband with two children. Bishop. Eh? And you have no regard, no respect. Because you went to Cantamanto last night to pick some shoe. Uh, today, uh, I am a youth leader. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Respect. So, what I am saying is based on the fact that I'm a leader in this house and I'm an officer. I know what is going on. We must begin to put an end to this kind of disrespect to the children of God. There are people seated among us. If they tell who they are, you begin to bow down and shake them. Mm. But because they, they throw God, they are afraid, they, they fear God, they come there and strip themselves and lift up their hands with us. Then you, today I am talking to the young people. God will not change this for you. Continue to disrespect, you will not see any progress in your life. The things of God are pure. From the days of Adam till now, nothing has changed in scripture. They won't change it for you and me. Follow. That's why I told you in this house, they don't democratize. Here, there are no members of parliament here. You don't come here and expecting that they will call you and then ask of your mind. And no, no, no. It doesn't work. It is a king. As I'm preaching now, God can speak to pastor and say, eh, take the microphone and lead prayer so that uh, the young man will rest. My duty is to respect and say, yes, sir, and sit down. Praise the Lord. My duty is not to ask which God, how, how did you hear it? Me too, I must hear it. Young people, what in painful here, you two want to hear? Let's go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 30. Second provision that is entrenched in the constitution. Could you give me, okay, yo. 12.30, Matthew, and this one, I am moving straight to the New Testament, and this is Jesus speaking. And I told you that in the kingdom, the, king, the words of the king are final, they are law. This one, whether you live or die, it will guide you. Whoever is not with me is against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. Praise the Lord. Whoever is not with me is against me. Hey. He's not trying to be with me. He's against me. He's not wanting to be. He's against me. And whoever does not gather with me scatters. One of the dangerous things we need to be afraid of in the house of God is trying to scatter the people that God brought together. We all came from somewhere. 
God called us by his own power. Some of us, Jesus himself walked to our rooms and ministered to us. And we came and we said, we want to join you. Stop scattering us. Praise the Lord. And I want to deal with some of the things we do to scatter the people. Number one is what I call promoting new knowledge. There are some people among us because you, yesterday you listened to Joshua Selma and you listened to uh, Adit and you have now found a revelation. So Pentecost is stupid. Mm. Now I'm speaking as a member of the Church of Pentecost. Because you, you, you went to a, a meeting somewhere and they gave you some exegesis and give you some, 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 some theological misconception. Now, the whole Church of Pentecost administration has a problem because you found a new knowledge. Be careful. The God who met James McKeon and the group in 1937 didn't know you. And whatever he told them is not for you to correct. Praise the Lord. I have many young people misbehaving spiritually, fierce, no God, nothing. You can stand up and talk to, to, on, on camera and speak about the chairman and a decision as if you know how to run a church. Do you know what goes into running church? I am privileged to be in a team to go and meet the chairman one time and we were going to make a presentation, just a five-minute presentation. And when we got there, they said they were, they were the executive were in, in meeting. So they are doing opening prayer. After the opening prayer, they will call us. I was a team with Pensa International. We will call us to come and make a presentation. Look, the opening prayer took two hours. And we're there, and the IMD, IMD came to tell us that uh, now we are done with the opening prayer, so you can come. Eh, two hours. You sit in your house. Five minutes, you can't pray. All you know is talk, talk, talk. Be careful. Be very careful. And the most dangerous part of this one is that some of you, by your talking, you have, you have opened a door for people to leave church. Some, some of you are here. Now, let me go to Nigeria. Some of you, you are here, but you have opened a door for people to go to ICGC. So, you have disciples in ICGC. Some of you, you are here, but you have opened a door for people to be in Lighthouse. Were you there when God called the people in Pentecost? Were you there? Were you there? And I tell you, according to Acts chapter 4, verse 23, when they were released, the apostles were released, the Bible said they went to their company. God is not stupid to give us denominations. My brother, stop thinking you are smarter than God. Some of you, you are part of us, but you are telling us that what we are teaching is stupid. You meet the young people and you try to educate them to go somewhere. I'm a youth leader. I know what I'm talking about. I have young people coming to me to say, this person say, here, and we can go here. Be careful. When God called the person, brought the person here, you are now telling God you should have sent the person here. Be careful. Scattering the flocks. New knowledge. 
And most of the time you find that it is just an isolated scripture that you have found. Just an isolated, it has nothing to do with what you are even talking about. And you use it to get people out of the flock. Number two, our attitudes, our words, the way we behave, I've talked about that, the way we talk. There is no grandchild here if you were in the choir in 1888 and I joined 2023, I am the same with you. There's no recruit officer there. Nobody has recruited you. Stop telling people, oh, you, you just came, sit down. And then finally, on the things we do to get people out, is it has to do with more treating the children of God in the relationships we keep. And this one, also for, I want to say, this, I can't even end. More treating the children of God in the relationship we keep. I say, you leader, you meet a child of God, you propose to the child of God, you want to sleep with a child of God before you marry her. Are you right? You are in this church. You are dating two people at the same time. Managing and scratching. You are here, young girl. Where's he? So look, you are, instead of you just following God for better prospects, you are following somebody's husband. And as for the married men, I beg you, leave the youth alone. Let me look into my Bible. When we left the world to join Christ, it is expected of us that by the help of the Holy Spirit, the world in us will be gone. But most of us are still in church and the world in us is still there. How do you invite somebody to sleep over when you have not married the person? How? Do you respect God? Do you fear God? Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. I'm done. Good. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7. I'm done. Mm, Bishop, let me end. Do not be deceived. Please tell somebody, do not be deceived. Mm -hmm. And this one is an apostle of God. I would say maybe apostle say writing. And look at the age of the man. And he's writing. He's telling you, do not, don't be mistaken. Don't fool yourself. Hmm. Sister, don't be mistaken, oh. God cannot be mocked. Nobody can, can treat God with contempt. God can never, God will never allow himself to be ridiculed by any man. Never. For whatever a man sows, that he will reap. And I want to bring it to your attention that the things you are sowing, you reap. Pa, 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 pa. Some of you have started reaping and you don't like the reaping. Change the sowing. 
God can never be mocked. God will not allow himself to be ridiculed, nor treated with contempt, nor allow his precepts to be scornfully set aside. And God will not allow you to ridicule his children. Let's stop ridiculing people in the house of God. They are the children of God. Some people are here, they don't have anything. All that they have is one dress. But I bet you, if you go to the, the kingdom, you go to heaven, you will know their mansion. So the fact that you saw them with one dress, don't look down on them. Don't make them look stupid. We are sharing things in the house of God. Me, I come because my shoe is not nice. He says, stand here. And then God will not allow you to ridicule his house. Church, let's be careful. This is a house of God. This is the house of God. Let's be careful. Number two, you talk about the house, you're talking about the, the accumulative body of Christ. It's the house of God. Stop speaking ill on, about church, churches. I'm sorry, wait. I said no more. I'm not having crime. I said I'm not getting ano. It's the same God. It's the same God. He knows what he's doing. Leave it. Who are you to judge another man's servant? To his master, he stands or fall. Yea, God is able to make him stand. Romans 14:4. Who are you to judge another man's servant? Some of us have become Supreme Court judges. We sit on, at the bench and we decide what happens. When we finish, it's finished. I want to bring it to your attention that God will never allow you to ridicule his children. As I'm speaking, if you find that you have said something about a church leader and, and you have said something about a child, you have done something in that way and for that matter, things are not really working. Begin to repent. Because God will not change it for you. In conclusion, in conclusion, I want to make this statement now as a youth leader. All the young people here from 35, under my jurisdiction is 35 to 13, to 13, please listen to me and listen to me well. The God of James McKeon has never changed. He will never change till you die. Begin to change to follow him. Amen.